the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Third hour of Pure Opelka, a.k.a. the Jeff Fisher Show pre-show. Uh, Jeffy is uh, probably taking his uh, pre-show meditation and prayer break as he prepares to uh, take over the reins of the Blaze Radio Network starting at 9 a.m. today. And Jeff will lead you into noon in advance of the Lawrence Jones program, which is followed as well by Mike Slater and then Joe Pags. A busy day on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, I've been uh, pinging back and forth with some of you uh, on the Twitter during the, the news break, we were talking about this crazy, crazy story out of out of Oregon where 7,500 pounds of hagfish, also known as the slime eel, were uh, dumped on the road in an accident, chain reaction accident. And that also led to some discussion back and forth with uh, folks on Twitter about and for for whatever reason, the Three Stooges and uh, Donna, who's who's a gigantic friend of this show and somebody I respect, was was letting us know that uh, that she's not a fan of the Three Stooges. And I know a lot of my sisters couldn't stand the Three Stooges. I think it might be a gender thing. It might be a male female thing. I happen to know Tom Bergeron. Yeah, Dancing with the Star Bergeron. We go way back to the early days of FX and Fox after breakfast. Tom is a gigantic Stooges fan. You might even say a student of the Stooges. And Tom's a smart guy. So when somebody as smart as Tom Bergeron tells me they're a huge fan of the Three Stooges, I want to know where you stand. And currently, 68% of you say the Stooges are funny. 15% 15% say no, 3% can't decide, and I've lumped in an additional 14% who say, yes, they're funny, but not the bad Curlies, like Curly Joe and Joe Dorita. I could even take Shemp. And I, I, I've been someone who, who appreciates the Stooges but doesn't obsess on the Stooges until I attended StoogeCon 2016 in Pennsylvania. I attended a Three Stooges festival, and uh, and I, I found it to be really interesting. It was predominantly male, and I walked around and asked them all, who's your favorite Stooge? And, and we got uh, myriad answers, but Curly seems to have been everyone, the, the hands-down favorite. So uh, take, the, take the vital question poll today. It's not exactly a question that's going to change anyone's political opinion or or lessen, lessen the, uh, the tension in the country today. Chef Carl Ruiz has replied to my question about the slime eels. And I said, why, why, uh, why is this a delicacy in, uh, in South Korea? Why, why was someone exporting 7,500 pounds of these hagfish slime eels out of America to South Korea, because you would think they'd have ample supplies of them there. I guess not. And the chef replied, uh, first of all, oh, hagfish, ooh. 
<laughs> well said, sir. Well said. And then I asked him, why do people eat them? And he said, well, the main reason is that they're used for their slime. Now, we learned from the New York Times reporting on the hagfish, which I tweeted out a link to just recently, that the, the, an individual slime fish can produce up to five gallons of, of this slime almost instantly. And Carl says that they are used, this slime is used as a thickening agent for a lot of Korean recipes, a cheap and efficient substitute for egg whites. Wow. That's, uh, that's kind of fascinating. So instead of egg whites, um, they're going to be using the slime from the hagfish. I'll, I'll post Carl's, uh, Carl's uh, notice on there. And uh, I appreciate you, Carl, for being in. I know he's, he's a busy guy. Restaurateurs never, never uh, stop working. Uh, back to the Three Stooges question. Mark in Maryland is checking in this morning. Mark, where are you on the Stooges? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at the grouse. Look at the grouse. Yes, I'm very much for the Stooges, especially Curly. Yeah, and Curly. my wife, after 40-some years, I've got her indoctrinated. See, I think it takes a while. And what I found in my survey of, of people on the, the favorite stooge, um, the women seem to like Larry. And maybe, maybe there's something there. But uh, I, should, I should find that. Somewhere on the blaze, uh, we, did a, we did a survey. If I can find it, we'll pull it up and play it for you. But yeah, there, we actually attended the Stooge, Stooge Fest. But in, in your appreciation of Curly, you're talking about the original Curly. Yes, definitely the original Curly. And, uh, and plus, you know, we can't forget about Shemp. You can't, See, I, we can't leave him over there all by himself. No, I, I'm a fan of Shemp as well. Um, Shemp was uh, somebody who I didn't appreciate initially. And and I late in late in life, I, I suddenly learned that Shemp had had some uh, some good points that we needed to pay attention to. So uh, yeah, I, I can I can go with that. But yeah, and and now where are you on the eel thing? Have you ever seen a slime eel? Have you ever tasted a slime eel? Never tasted it. I've seen them. Uh, they're hagfish. Uh, there's living proof that hagfish exist. If you look at Capitol Hill and some of the individuals who are up there working and running off at the mouth. Well, I think they're capable of producing even more slime than we've seen uh, <laughs> out, of the, uh, out of the slime eels. I'm just saying, it's just a personal opinion. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Always a pleasure, sir. And just for that, I'm not going to play the Hillary Clinton soundbite that I had because I know it, it drives your household crazy. So... You'll get a pass today on that one. And there he goes. Um, we, we've been talking about myriad topics today. Um, I mentioned something earlier when we were talking about slime fish and uh, when I got slimed in a movie uh, because we, we were discussing the fact that the good news is the writer of Sharknado 5 is going to join us uh, sometime next week, I believe. 
on on the day weekday daytime edition of Pure Opelka, the noon to three edition, because we're we're now just weeks away from Sharknado Five, the global swarming from hitting theaters and uh, hitting what is it the Sci-Fi Channel, and so we'll be able we'll be able to get um, a writer's perspective on this this fantastic bit of schlock cinema, and maybe get some spoilers that will leak out on this. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of cheesy movies. I think there's there's hope for the world when there's cheesy movies out there, and it's a distraction from all the other stuff we're dealing with. So uh, the Sharknado thing brought up a reminder that years ago, in my unsupervised decades, um, I also appeared in a schlock movie known as um, Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. And some of you have found it. Some of you have said, oh, my God, he's in this dumb movie. And uh, I, I, will, I will tweet out a link for you to the scene where um, I get slimed, basically. If, if you want to understand what's going on, you can see everything that happens. Um, it, it, there's no excuse for this to still exist out there. And yet it does. So I'll tweet out a link to it, and if you want to see me personally embarrass myself, uh, Mario Joyner and I, I don't know if you remember Mario Joyner from uh, MTV Days. Mario Joyner was a, a comic. He still probably still is a comic. But uh, Mario, Mario got shot, and I got slimed, and the movie was a uh, resounding success for the people at Troma Pictures. I'm just saying. So we will, uh, we will share the link with you. I'm going to step aside for a break. When we come back, uh, there has been, as we discussed um, earlier in the show, much, much hand-wringing and uh, much concern over the Don Trump Jr. meeting with the Russians, which we now believe is at least eight people were in that room. But did anything illegal happen? Did anything happen in that room that was illegal? Well, there's somebody who's not exactly been a Trump supporter who weighs in on it. And Donald Trump's lawyer has weighed in on it. So we will hear from two legal minds that I think are very different in their, in their scope. And I, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear why they agree on this. And we'll share that with you just around the corner on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Stepping away from the weird news as we've been covering the uh, <laughs> the slime eel dumping in in Oregon, and my question about the Three Stooges this morning. And I did I did tweet out a link to me getting slimed on the set of uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD back in the unsupervised days of my life when I took part in things like this. Questionable 
enterprises like this. There are many others. So don't think you've found uh, the only dumb thing I've ever done in terms of entertainment. There are many more out there, and we'll share them with you as need be, as the need arises. We're talking about this situation, though. This ongoing story, this this continuing saga now, a week old, of Donald Trump Jr. meeting with uh, a Russian representative, a lawyer who was tied to the Russian government. But also in the meeting, we're now learning there were other people there, a lobbyist who formerly had a, um, a connection to Russian intelligence. At least that's the story we're being told. And who the hell can know what the story really is? It's very confusing and very frustrating. And I think the biggest frustration in all of this is what it does to the GOP and any efforts to try and shut down the Democrats and move forward with a a freedom-loving, constitution-based agenda, one that's going to get the pianos off our back that we've had for eight years under Obama and Democrats. So with all those high hopes, now it seems like someone has pushed this big fat pause button and we're not going to get any movement on health care and tax reform and God knows what else. The only thing the president will be able to do is via executive orders. And that's the thing we were critical of Obama for for so many years. So yesterday, Jeffrey Tubin and Jay Sekulow we're making the rounds on, uh, on, on the news channels. Jay Sekulow is now working for President Trump. Jay Sekulow is a guy that we have respected for years and years and years on issues of freedom and transparency, etc. Jay Sekulow is a guy I remember we were talking to when the IRS was targeting conservatives. And he was a guy who was who's all about protecting our rights and following the Constitution. And so when Jay Sekulow speaks on something, uh, I tend to respect him. And he was talking about the situation with Don Jr., which now as it enters, as I said, uh, the second week will start tomorrow. This is day seven of this. And we've had no fewer than four different stories out of the administration about it. And the number of people involved in it grows almost daily, and it starts to undermine your confidence in the administration. And certainly, certainly takes away from the attention you're supposed to place on moving your agenda forward. But here is Jay Sekulow talking about the law and the Don Jr. problem. You look at the situation, and as the lawyer here, you look at the situation, I'm saying, I understand that it's getting a lot of attention, obviously, but... The question is, what law has been violated here or might be violated here? And you've had a number of experts on CNN. I was on uh, the other night with uh, Jake Tapper, who did that special, and, and um, Jonathan Turley was on. I think even Jeff Tubin was on. And everybody agreed that there's not a legal violation that, with the meeting. So I go back to what I said initially. They left, uh, Donald Trump Jr. puts out the email, the whole chain of email events, and then the question still is, the meeting takes place, no exchange of information. The, the Russian-American that you talked about, the lobbyist, has said that. Uh, Natalia, in an interview I guess she gave in Moscow, said it. Donald Trump Jr. has said it. So the people that were there said it, that nothing transpired. So, so at the end of the day, 
you always look at what the statute is. Sure, I didn't mean to interrupt there. Go ahead. No, no. I, I get the, the legal argument, and you're, you're a lawyer, I'm not. Yeah. And we have, as you said, had a lot of uh, legal people on. I mean, some, some had said, you know, maybe a stretch, but some lawyer could make it a legal argument. But most, as you're right, have said they don't think there's anything there. They're based on what we now, yeah. what we know currently. Who knows what we may learn down the road. And that's the great point made by Anderson Cooper. Who knows what me, we may learn down the road? Who knows what we don't know? Isn't that a great answer? Who knows what we don't know? But Jay Sekulow out there saying that based on what we know, no law has been violated based on what we know. Jeffrey Tubin, a guy who's been very critical of President Trump, a guy on CNN who gets a whole lot of airtime and is given a whole lot of credibility by CNN. Jeffrey Tubin also seems to support what Jay Sekulow is saying. Well, what I think what's interesting is how the, the subject matter has changed. You know, for, for months, the, the president and everyone involved in the campaign was saying, this whole subject is ridiculous. There were no contacts between our campaign and the Russians. It just the, the whole thing is fake news. Didn't happen. Now, of course, we know this meeting took place. Now it's no illegality. Exactly. Now, now Jay is saying quite quite properly as an attorney, saying there there is no illegality. He may be right. He may be wrong. But you know, the 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 they are moving the defense lines back. And, you know, we'll see if there's no illegality. It is true that, you know, it, it is not 100 percent clear that there's any illegality at this point. But the facts are going to determine whether there's any illegality. But the facts are going to determine whether there's any illegality. There's so much wiggle room on this that I feel like I've got another truckload of of slime eels being dumped. It, it's it's just so frustrating and irritating and i go back to Seculow, and he he does seem to be saying something along the lines of well he bought drugs from somebody but it turned out to be oregano so he really wasn't guilty of anything yeah but it's certainly questionable behavior and now there's the question swirling around what was in the folder that may or may not have been handed over to someone in that room by the Russians, by one of the Russians. I, I think it's um, I think it's just it's just such a mess. And we need the answers. Uh, you, you're not going to be able to get your agenda driven forward unless and until you get the answers out there. And all this is so damn frustrating. This is this is creating the. The tension, and you, you heard the call that Glenn Beck played the other day on his radio show, the call from the guy who was um, on Washington's Mall, WMAL, a great radio station out of D.C. You heard the call. He played it for Bill O'Reilly. We, we heard just how troubled people are. We know how troubled people are. But you're not going to be able to help people get jobs. You're not going to be able to help people get tax reform and, and get the stuff that they need. If you don't get all this crap off the table, get the crap off the table. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with the, getting things done. I'm stepping aside. When we come back, I need your help with something. Well, there's a bunch of families that need our help. You'll find out what I'm talking about next on Pure Opelka. Pelkin. 
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. This is uh, the last half hour of the show this morning. Don't forget this show also follows Glenn Beck Monday through Friday from noon to 3 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. You can also get get updates if you go to theblaze.com and you subscribe to my channel. It's right there at at the top under the channel area. Um, I'm waiting on a call from a, a gentleman that we want to help out who's uh, trying to help the families of the people who were um, affected by the crash this week of the, the C-130, the refueling aircraft, the horrific situation that happened earlier in the week. And um, uh, I'm, I'm just, you never know what to say because you, you can't ever thank the men and women who served this nation voluntarily enough and when a tragedy happens, I think it's important for us to to rally behind not just uh, the military, but the specific families. So uh, a good friend of mine sent me a note this morning from a gentleman named Steve Reichert. I think that's how he pronounced his last name. And uh, he's joining us now on the phone from somewhere in America because we've got him on his cell phone. Steve, welcome to Puro Palka. We've never met, but uh, I hope... I hope we can help. I think we have a lot in common here, sir. Yeah, and no, I appreciate you guys taking the time. I mean, there's been a lot going on this past week uh, since the bird went down. I mean, what a lot of people don't know is, unfortunately, uh, you remember the Black Hawk crash March 10th, uh, 2015. Yep. This is the same team that's affected. So the Marine Special Operations teams are only 12 to 14 in the size, so half the team was lost in uh March of 2015, they rebuilt, redeployed, and uh, half the team was lost this past week. So it's hurting the community a lot. Um, what I've been doing in the 501c3 that we support have been doing is just uh, the things the government can't do at this point, you know, like moving immediate family members to uh, you know, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina area, back to their other home state in New York, Um grandmas aunts uncles you know it, it costs a lot luckily uh we've got a few good people out there that are donating planes and aircraft so we can you know, get the people that are you know grieving back to their families without having to go through tsa and three different hops and uh, you know just make their life a little bit easier but doing all this stuff um is not free so our funds are getting depleted at the cyclic rate and uh we want to continue to provide as much support to the families as we can, but we can't help them without the help of guys like you and those listening on the radio today. Well, Steve, um, the the organization you're talking about, I want to introduce our audience to it. It's called brothersinarmsfoundation.org, brothersinarmsfoundation.org. It's, it's a new organization to me. I do a lot of work with different wounded warrior organizations and just with <clears throat> veterans charities as a, as a whole. So you're new to us, sir. Um, I, I hope we can help. Uh, I want to tell everybody if you want to, if you want to help 
with this uh, this next phase in the lives of the families who have been so devastated by the loss of, of the men and women who volunteer to keep us safe. You need to go to Brothers in Arms uh, brothersinarmsfoundation.org brothersinarmsfoundation.org you're not a new you're not a new organization but you're not an old organization either you're uh, yeah, I, mean, not, we, I guess we got the uh, we're, we're we're quiet in the shadows until the time of need at that point you know we hit the ground running so we're not a major one that's a household name but we do support the special operations community on the marine side uh, you know 100% so I appreciate you taking the time this morning to get the word out. Uh, yeah, even a dollar helps. I mean, I know most people they want to make a meaningful contribution, but seriously, if the, the people within our networks just took the time, you know, all of two minutes to move a dollar, uh, we can do a lot with it. Well, I, I'm, I just, um, I just turned a uh, a major milestone on my life odometer. And made a decision to do more, uh, not not exactly tithing, but more contribution to to causes like this that don't get the love and support. So I'll kick it off. Uh, I'll yeah, throw a hundred bucks your way. But yeah, if anybody I'm else can the, find uh, on the way to the airport now to pick up one of the lost family members and uh, bring him home. Well, your your service uh, before this was appreciated because I'm I'm assuming you were in the Marines. Am I correct? Yeah, no, I'm a retired jarhead myself. Well, I know you, you never leave the service, yeah. and your your continuing service is appreciated. Uh, I, Steve, if if we can ever be of assistance, you know that that my megaphone is open uh, to you and and your organization, and and please, you you have my contact number. Uh, yep. I'll, I'll send you my cell phone. Please reach out anytime we can be of help. We would love to be yeah, there for you. Yeah, hopefully I don't have to make that phone call, but, uh, you know, the world well, that we live in these days, uh, probably reach out to you in a few years. <laughs> well, we need, we know we need to deal with this one, and this one's not a small, a small challenge. This is a big challenge right. because the loss of life was so great. So uh, we're, we're happy to get the word out. Brothersinarmsfoundation.org, brothersinarmsfoundation.org. Go there if you can spare a buck or five bucks or whatever. Um, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to give our airtime to you. God bless you and, and give those families hugs for us, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. Have a good day. You too. I, I will post a video from Steve uh, so you can see it. I will also post a link to what Steve's up to so you can you can hear him explain it. Sometimes cell phones don't exactly uh, do the job. Sometimes cell phones are, are a little difficult to hear. But if you saw the crash and the aftermath and the massive de debris field and you understood what, um, what happens to the, the families in a military community when, when something like this happens, when, when one loss of life happens, it's devastating on a community when an entire crew from a plane is lost. It's, it's a, a massive blow to that community. So uh, I'm happy to help. I'm very appreciative of the people who um, are constantly letting us know about these organizations. And uh, I have a good friend who just this morning sent me this notice. So uh, the brothersinarmsfoundation.org. They are the ones who are trying to help put together the families 
after the devastating crash that happened this week with the C-130 going down. Um, there's, there's only one answer, and that's uh, we can pray for them, and we can also help them if, we've, if we have the goods. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do that because I can, if you can too. If not, spread the word. I'll tweet out a link to it, and, and maybe you can help. I'm going to step aside early because I got to I got to put together the wrap up and I also want to get the tweets out on this one. I know I didn't get to the um, celebrities with the uh, their first jobs. That'll wait. It's more important that we take care of we take care of people like um, the ones that Steve Reichert is taking care of. Let, let me leave you with Steve's message. Hey, folks, most of you guys have saw the news that a uh, C-130 like the one behind me went down earlier this week in Mississippi and unfortunately we lost 16 great Marines. I've been busy since then helping the Brothers in Arms Foundation move families back into the Camp Lejeune, North Carolina area and also raise funds. There's a lot of logistical things going on in the background that most people don't see. Uh, putting families up in hotels, moving them to and from rental cars, I mean the list goes on and on. So if I could drive you guys over to the brothersinarmsfoundation.org and do what you can to make a contribution, make their lives a little bit easier, and allow us to continue supporting them. Thanks. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Your Opelka with Mike Opelka. You know, it started out slowly this morning. I thought there was going to be uh, just not too much to talk about, aside from the controversy surrounding surrounding the uh, Trump meeting. Uh, And I've got a couple things I want to get to, but I see Greg is on the phone, one of our truck driving friends. Greg, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, sir? I was wondering, you like schlocky movies. Have you ever seen the schlockiest schlocky movie ever made? It's the John Landis masterpiece called Schlock. You know, I have not. And now... Okay, look it up, get a copy. Um, There's a inside Hollywood joke that there's a sign that says, See you next Wednesday. Oh, oh, oh. All kinds of movies. And this is where it started was in this movie. It was the first movie John Landis ever made, and See You Next Wednesday was his college project that never got made. And so it's in things like Thriller. It showed up on the uh, the matinee. Um, It's been in things like Trading Places, you know, with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, and it shows up everywhere. Just look up See You Next Wednesday sometime. And I you'll will see all abs- the different places it shows up, but the movie Schlock. Schlock, it's and it's John Landis. You can get a copy of it. It's an I'm on the case. Bigfoot type creatures. I'm on the case. I got. I got to run, brother. I'm running short on time, and I got to take care of a couple things. But thank you. I love our truck drivers. Our truck drivers rock. Thank you, Greg, and thank all of you who joined the conversation today. As you know, Jeff Fisher is waiting in the wings. The one and only Jeff Fisher program follows this show. I, I do um, I do appreciate so much all of the 
all of the sharing that is done on this program, all of the information sharing that we do. And uh, we, we got to the story of the Brothers in Arms Foundation.org because of the sharing on the show. So thank you for that. Uh, we, we also talked earlier about the show Live PD that I'm obsessed with right now. And I, I do watch it on, um, on the A&E channel. And somebody wrote, why do you watch it? Why, you know, yeah, there was one scene last week that was really crazy. Here's, here's a sample of why I watch. Why, just a, a short snippet will tell you why you tune in because you never know what's going to happen. We got a report of a possibly Hispanic male subject walking in the emergency lane going northbound on the side of the interstate. And supposedly he is naked. I uh, got him. He's going to be cactus northbound Gorpoint. And and they uh, then show you live the entire encounter with this man. Uh, it, live PD. I'm I'm glad it's gotten renewed for a second season. We're trying to get them to join us to give a little plug to it. Sounds like they may not need it. Sounds like uh, they're doing just fine on their own without us, but you never know. Also on today's show, in addition to asking you to maybe help out with the uh, the putting the families together and help help get those families who lost loved ones through their their grief after the crash in Mississippi of the C-130 and the 16 Marines who are gone. Uh, we we played something kind of inspirational that happened at a, a Walmart store in Missouri. And at the risk of mispronouncing the name of the city, Osage Beach, Missouri, uh, a gentleman from Cleveland happened to be in the store. And he was over in the, the aisle where the American flags are on sale. And he started singing the, uh, the national anthem in the aisle. And he, he works on the weekends as a, a singer. Uh, he he is a wedding singer type guy. He's also a, a guy who works uh, in his church and and happens to work. Uh, well, he's a hardworking Clevelandite, a Clevelander, I guess, as we would call them. But uh, the manager of the store heard him singing in the aisle and said, hey, 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 come here, come here, come here. And he handed him the store intercom in the Walmart. And then this wonderful magic happened attention walmart shoppers (laughs) wait before we let him go i need everybody that can to stand up and take off your hats and put your hand over your heart For the ramparts we watch were so gallantly streamed, and the rockets ripped the the bombs bursting in air, came through through the night that our flag Or the land of the free. 
for his performance. James Fruits, the man who sang that song, received a $10 gift card to Walmart, and they gave him what's known as a hero's cape, a Walmart hero's cape. On a day like today, at the end of a week like we've had, I think that's just about perfect, don't you? Yeah. Oh, by the way, there's an Easter egg. You're going to want to listen to it. There's some cool T-shirts available. Download, share, testudo, my friends, testudo. Testudo.